0: The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances.
1: Welcome to episode 54 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan.
2: Hi, Chris. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you too,
1: Kevin. And uh, a warm welcome as well, I should say, to all of our new members who joined the Seven Sets to Wealth program last week. We are very excited to get going with you. And um, yeah, onwards. And um, another episode today talking about IP. So intellectual property, pillar seven.
2: Well, IP is a very interesting one, and the timing is perfect, Chris. Um, As I said, you know, in previous episodes and uh, Facebook Lives and so on, we're all facing a new challenging routine, and part of that challenge is we're going to have more time. And uh, one of the good things you can be thinking about as you listen to Joanna is to think about where your own IP, you know, where is that big mountain of value that you're sitting on but you're not really appreciating and want to get that down and start charting so that you can create your IP when the timing is right and also listen back to the ROIs on what podcast number was that Chris? ROIs was episode 51. 51 where we talk you know and all the different return on investments and uh, so on that you can get and uh, you know way up that list is return on IP because it gives you the right to claim authority to generate wealth building recurring income multiple streams of that and uh, not that long ago on the same subject we heard from a very good exponent of that Rob Moore and uh, I think you'll hear some of the overlaps between what Rob was saying and what uh, Joanna Martin is saying in the next episode or the current one.
1: Absolutely, yes. No, back in episode forty-five, so almost ten episodes ago. It's amazing how the time flies, and uh, we have some great feedback. Of course, Rob has really built his business and his brand on multiple different formats of IP books and, and products and courses, and um, and Joanna absolutely has has done much the same. And with her, one of many business, and um, yeah, she'll be sharing a lot of that today, alongside some other things, you know, which are obviously crucial when it comes to building wealth and and just, you know, becoming successful, which is the mindset.
2: Absolutely. And I think she's, uh, you know, the interesting thing is she pivoted very early in life, didn't she, as a medical doctor and, uh, you know, the the kind of whole change in her future. I think she makes a very, very interesting point, which, you know, I'll maybe wrap up at the end, Chris, which is a fascinating one. Um, But let's see what the uh, let's see what she has to say. Sure, let's head on to the interview now with Dr. Joanna Martin.
1: Joanna, welcome to Wealth Talk today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Christian. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: So am I, Joanna, because I know, you know, I've been a follower of you. I've attended your fantastic events in the past. You've actually spoken at one of my events in the past as well. So, you know, it's great to have you on today because I know you've got so much to share around the topic of really just taking your knowledge, your intellect, taking and turning that into products and and really helping to build your profile, build your wealth and build your business as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. So, Joe, we talk often at Wealth Builders about it takes a catalyst often, something, in your words, I think, a wake up call and changing that mindset from that of an employee to that of a business owner and an entrepreneur. So would you mind sharing for our listeners a little bit of your backstory, please?
0: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, so I've had lots of those little evolutionary wake up moments over the years. I'm not sure that it was ever around employee to entrepreneur. For me, it was always a very purpose led thing, and it and business became my vehicle. So I actually started my working life as a as a doctor, um, and it was through. Well, a bunch of things, but, but but that catalyst moment was the death of one of my um, patients that I absolutely loved that just had me wake up and realise, Jesus, we all have a time limit, do you know? And uh, I think that feels even more present in the world these days than it has uh, in recent times. I think we're all kind of aware of that. And in that kind of moment I realised well, if I only had sort of a limited amount of time, if I knew I had a deadline, we all do, we just don't know when it is, right? Would I be doing what I was doing right now? And back then as a doctor, the answer was absolutely not because although I was a good doctor um, and uh, you know, I didn't mind it, it didn't feel like it was my deepest soul's contribution in the world. It felt like there was something else. So for me, that uh, I made the choice at that moment to explore something else I was passionate about, which was drama, which took me off to drama school, the same one that uh, Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman went to. Unfortunately, not at the same time. Really would have liked to have met uh, Hugh Jackman. I think he's a bit gorgeous myself, um, but. Uh, Um, And whilst I was there, that was when I got introduced to um, coaching, to life coaching originally. And and that was then the beginning of my journey into business. It wasn't that I made the choice to go from employee to entrepreneur specifically. For me, it was kind of never a, a, a well, you know, I want to make this choice because of wealth. It was purpose. I I was feeling, I was really following purpose. Um, But... Then going into coaching, I I realised that uh, that that was the vehicle that was the right vehicle for me. Um, I contracted to another organisation for a while to build up reputation and skills and so on. Uh, And then when we launched our business um, in 2008, because of the education and stuff we got alongside other people, I had alongside other people, we were able to go from zero to seven figures in that business in terms of revenue in two countries in 12 months. So I think there's, you know, there was lots of little up-leveling moments, that whole part of the journey. But for me, it's always been more of a a purpose-driven one specifically than a, you know, um, get free of some trapped thing. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, most definitely. And mm-hmm. often, the word purpose is aligned with with passion as well. How do you see those two kind of working together?
0: Absolutely. For me, for me, I've I've um, found that my the more I open up to what my soul is being called to, the more I say yes to my passions, the more I discover what my soul is being called to. That's probably the way to put it. Um, you know, saying yes to wanting to go to drama school, I would never have imagined that I'd be doing now back at that first choice, but I had to say that yes to be able to discover the coaching industry. If I'd stayed in medicine, I would have never discovered the coaching industry. So I had to say that yes to my passion, to something that intrigued me, and it was while I was at drama school that I discovered coaching. And a little yes to starting a tiny life coaching business in Sydney, um, you know, in the early days, which we only got, got, you know, only got up to about 60K a year, which was nice, but, you know, not huge that was what allowed me to discover the training business, which, uh, which I then, you know, became a part of. And then that was the business that we were able to launch. So every time I said yes to something I was good at and passionate about, I discovered a deeper aspect of my kind of, um, I guess, my purpose and contribution in the world, which when I'm talking to women about helping them, because a lot of them want to, you know, find, find their purpose and have it expressed through their work. This distinction about it being an iterative process I think is a really important one. A lot of people think that they're going to discover their life purpose, you know, be wandering through the fields one day and get this big call from God, you know, here is your purpose. But it isn't like that. It's just these little yeses to your passion along the way. You discover something more about yourself and then you end up in the situation where you know, I feel very blessed to be now where I'm leading a business and a team and, And really what my community members call a movement um, uh, here at One of Many, where we're looking to really shift the paradigm on leadership and, and, you know, achieving um, gender parity and leadership and supporting women to sustainably change their corner of the world, that I could never have known was my purpose back in the day. It was that every little yes to something that I was passionate about that got me to this position where I feel like I get to live my purpose every single day.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And I definitely want to talk about your company now, one of many. And I know you just came off the back of a really big conference, your (laughs) annual conference at the weekend. So it'd be great to hear some examples of how you're using IP in that business. Mm. Now, of someone listening who's maybe kind of earlier stages, they haven't really created any intellectual property yet. Would you mind just maybe taking us through some of the steps that you did take initially to mm. start taking what you knew in your mind and packaging that up and what advice you would give to other people in terms of what are the first things that they can do to start monetizing IP?
0: Yeah, so I think um, absolutely. So so I've done this in different, a number of different businesses now over the years, you know, um, uh, in terms of taking what it is I know and turning it into something which is leverageable from a sales perspective, you know. Um, and, uh, and I think one of many, as it stands, is a really lovely smorgasbord of examples of, of ways to do that. Um, so the first thing I think when it comes to taking your IP and, and turning that into product or, or leveraging it, let's talk about leveraging IP because a lot of people think that um, I, you know, to, to make money from your IP it just means you have to have an online course, and I think that's very, very limited thinking. You know? Basically, we've got to understand what IP means, and um, and I think for me that was the first shift. It was understanding that my IP, if you like, is not just what I know, but it is also my take on what I know. Because some of us get tangled up in the fact that um, that you know we might learn an approach to something from somebody else. And because they they taught us, you know, like it, let's take an example. I know, um, you know, my husband's engaged with your community uh, from a property investment perspective. He loves property, right? And so Greg's learned how to do investing property over the years from lots of different people, um, but then it then what he knows and then how he's applied it. And his take on it then becomes his IP. Now, don't get me wrong. There's models and things that are copyright, etc. We've got to be careful about that. That we're not ripping off people's stuff. But there is more to our IP than just the knowledge. There's also our story and how we've applied things and our take on stuff. And over the years, more and more, what I've learned is it is is as much my approach to any given problem or any given thing that my community find valuable as any particular kind of um uh, formula if you like having said that I've always had a very systematic mind so um, you know when uh, so so for instance um, uh, you know out there in the wealth creation space uh, especially in the spiritual and personal development communities get this this quote gets bandied about that you know money's just energy and you know you've got to put your personal pipeline up to it and pull it down to you you know this kind of woo-woo sort of stuff which at one kind of level I understand being being a scientist right you know I learned I know that if we looked at anything under a microscope small enough it's just energy photons right but for me, that was always like a, what do you actually mean by that? How, that just because I know that does not make it any easier for me to make money. So that particular piece, I kind of have all, I've brought, you know, one of the models that we teach in our community is how does energy get turned into money, for instance. So I got a little model there called the energy outcome matrix, which is just my thinking on how the amount of energy that we wake up in the morning with turns into money and then how we increase that. So um, it's, you know, it's a a simple little model, but it's a good example of a piece, how my working through a problem in my own mind has turned into a model which we now share with our community. So I think if you want to be able to leverage your IP, first thing is broaden your definition and realize it's what you know how to do, but also your take on it and then the second thing is to try and take everything that you're that you know how to do and turn it into a recipe for somebody else to follow and if you can do that then the packaging piece becomes really simple it's just about packaging it in uh, in the right way for the price point. D- does that make sense, Christian?
1: Yeah, no, it really does. And I mm. think, uh, you know, I've heard people mention the term like imposter syndrome where they maybe, they, they do know something, but they're afraid because, you know, they think that it's not unique and, you know, other people out there are teaching it. But as you say, it's your approach is unique. It's how you deliver it. It's your take on the world. It's It's based on your experiences, your connections, all of those good things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, um, one of the a good example to kind of uh, describe that here at one of many. So we've got a whole bunch of tools um, that we have, and so one of the ways. So I've leveraged many ways in, in one of many, but to I um, oh, have let, let me paint it out for people to understand. So, so we've got a, a basically a whole load of tools, right? That that we teach our community directly, and when I say we, this is one of the ways I leverage this IP is that it's not always me training it. I have taken every single training that we do, systemized it, documented it, and I now have other trainers who can deliver those trainings without me even having to be there. So that's one way that I, I've leveraged our IP inside of One of Many. Every training we do is timetabled down to the minute, with exactly, you know, teaching on how, why, what, how, what if on each section and I've got an amazing training team that can deliver those things and most of the time I am there at the moment because of the stage of business we're at, but very soon, within probably a year, I won't be at every training we deliver and we will, the organisation will still make money even if I'm not there. So that's one thing we do. Then a subset of those tools we have turned into a licence that our coaches are able to use with their clients. So um, we have people who come and pay us to learn to become a one of many certified women's coach. And by doing that, we teach them not only coaching skills, but we give them a huge members library full of tools that they can use with their clients um, in order to support them, you know, as, uh, in their area. And this is the piece that brings back, uh, brings us back to an example around why it's not just the tools, it's your take on it. So obviously as our certified coaches are licensed to use the tools that we give them access to, but one of the first things that sometimes comes up for people, well, then am I not in competition with every other certified coach out there? No, because right, right, what I'm noticing in our community right now, for instance, um, Liz Taylor is one of our certified coaches. She's a medic and she runs a program called the Medics Coach. So she is now leveraging our IP, but with her take on it as a medical professional, with everything that medicos, especially here in the UK, are facing in the NHS right now, and she's got her own Facebook group, um, doctors interested in uh, or medics interested in coaching and mentoring that she started, it's like packed to the rafters, as you can imagine, and uh, just today she went in there and she did a little two-minute video on one of our tools, Thinking and Thanking, from the perspective of a GP or someone, you know, dealing with everything that's going on in the NHS at the moment, Um, and now it's, it's hers. You know, she brings her take on it. So I think that's a beautiful example of where someone is taking a tool that is specifically one of many IP, but her take on it, she's now able to leverage it. She can make online products with the tools we've given her with her take on it. And she can sit alongside all of her sisters in the one of many certified coaching community and know her stuff is different, even though the tool belt that's at the core of it is the same. And I think it's not worth getting so tied up in the fact that, oh my God, there's everybody else out there. It's the, for most people, depending on the size of business you want to build, but for most people leveraging their IP is recognizing these two pieces. It's yes, the tool belt, but also the what you bring to it that's really important.
1: Yeah. And over the last 10 year, years or so, Joe, how have you seen the technology change in terms of is it easier for someone now to actually... Start creating products and oh my god! It's
0: I think it's never been easier than right now to to take what you know and turn it into products and programs. That's never been easier. I would say ten years ago it was a hell of a lot easier to sell that because right now in the marketplace there is a lot of competition because the barrier to entry in terms of the tech has come down remarkably. Um, I think you know, I mean, when I first got started in two thousand and eight. That's kind of well. That, that was the last the last big GFCs when we started our business and did seven seven figures in the first year so let that be a lesson to everybody who's looking at what's going on out there in the market at the moment yeah. and thinking what anything is possible right yeah. um, but uh, but back then it was all email marketing and and you know we, we did what we're doing right now and hit record and you know we had product and that was it that we, we, we would sell this and, and we were doing we would do great with it. I think barrier to entry on creating product has come down because more and more people are aware of the tech and more and more people are, um, are, uh, have things to share and people want to buy stuff. But where I think the greater challenge is now is in how to market and sell that. And it's not that there's any, um, what's the word? It's not that there's any um, great mystery in how to market and sell online. Like we all know what the tactics are, if you like. But what I think more than ever is really crucial to be able to stand out in a marketplace to be able to leverage your IP is some kind of mission or cause behind it. Because if there is not a deep-seated, like you see people all of the time, oh, yeah, I'm just going to create an online course because that's where the money is. I've got to package up my stuff. I've said, you know, my coach said I've got to do that. And then they're just one in the millions of courses. But I think what has made one of many go from a concept, you know, of me... Um, at the beginning of like, wow, I want to create a community where the women leaders of, of tomorrow, we grassroots women leaders, women who are not necessarily politicians or CEOs, but who I believe are the ones who are going to um, be the leaders for this new paradigm that I think we're seeing being born right now as you and I are having this conversation, you know, that uh, these women need to be able to sustainably not burn themselves out and change their corner of the world. Like I just saw this mission so clearly five years ago and I think at the at the core of what we do we teach personal and professional development and leadership there's squillions of people out there who teach that but because at the core of what we do is a mission that we want to be we want to kind of be the leaders that the world is calling for right now. And we want to make sure we do it sustainably without burning out, helping these women to impact without burnout. Now, we've got a mission to impact a million women and get them these tools. And for whatever reason, my community have taken that on as their own mission. Mm-hmm. Do you know? It's, it's extraordinary. Every day I wake up and go, oh, my God, what happened? This was like an idea I had and now it is owned by my community. And I think the reason for that is because of the purpose and the mission that is driving it. So so while everyone, every man and their dog is saying, you know, yes, take your stuff online, if you don't have some sense of calling, deep calling I think that is what has people stand out online these days. Everyone can make a beautiful website. Everyone can pay someone to make them a beautiful website. Everyone can pay to learn how to do a video sales letter or to run a webinar themselves. You know, all of these are important pieces to the puzzle. But because anyone can access it, what makes a difference these days is who are you and why do you care and why do I want to be in your community? and you know my my husband is a very discerning man there's a reason he's in yours and Kevin's community and not every other community that's out there you know it's because of the messaging and the drive and the and the um and the big why that you have behind what you guys do that is resonant with him and why he wants to do it. So, so much a part of your IP is speak your why. You know, Simon Sinek says, start with why. Talk about why it's important. And the thing will, you know, it, it will take off. It, it'll, it might take longer than it did back in 2008, but it will take off if you've got community.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I can be testament to the strength of your community because I remember when you kindly invited me a few years back to uh, to be on stage in front of five hundred women with an open mic. That was a bit scary that <laughs> actually, <laughs> but that was enjoyable. And I saw just how how absolutely you know strong and collected those women are, and um, you know that's just growing. At the weekend, I know you had your annual conference as well, and it just shows thinking like an entrepreneur in difficult times like this. Sometimes you have to pivot and act real quick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was, so we were scheduled to have 450, um, 450 women live in a room in Victoria, in London. And, um, and obviously, you know, last week, I'm not sure sort of when this is going out, Christian, but, um, the, you know, it was the week where we had Boris almost announcing the ban on public events but didn't quite do it. It was in the first press conference that it felt like the whole UK was waiting to hear the announcement of. That was the Thursday before our event. And ultimately, Greg and I felt into our hearts and thought, what is the right thing to do, irrespective of what he's going to come out and say now, what's the right thing to do? And it felt like the right thing to do with the the COVID-19 spread as it was occurring was to not put 450 women who are carers, mothers, breadwinners... All in a room together sitting you know half a meter away from each other that just didn't feel right Um, even though so many women were ready some were already at the hotel it was a tough call to make it was a tough call but it felt like the right call and for some reason we just thought that we'd be able to pull off converting everything to deliver it live stream from my kind of home studio well look look this is it it's kind of this is the uh the leftovers of it right <laughs> that's, now
2: that's um it's just yeah.
0: my office right uh, but we thought you know it's big enough that we could you know get a bloody tv camera in here and stuff um sometimes a bit of naive optimism is a good place for a pivot and basically i said to my team i don't know how we're going to do it but we're going to do it and the team rallied together and we, we, we pulled it off. You know, we had our amazing tech guys driving from um, tech hiring place to tech hiring place. They arrived here at 10.30 at night with the bit of kit we needed, took it from 10.30 to 3 in the morning to set it up we went live at 9am. And we were then able to go out to not 450 women that we could fit in the room, but we had over 2,000 people register for that and over the course of the weekend, 1,100 came to at least some of it. Um, we never dropped below about five four or five hundred people, I think. We were able to do embodiment work and these sort of dance style classes that we do over the you know over the ethers. So I think what, what we learned was just another big lesson in IP and that is that the content, can be when you know your stuff, it's not you don't have to do it in person, it could all be delivered over the event. We had so many people say, Have you got the recordings? Have you got the recordings? I bet if we charged for those recordings, mm-hmm. we could sell those recordings right now. There's appetite for it yeah. right now. We've decided not to go down that path, but when you do these things, it's so easy then to sell them over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the set, but but the big lesson for us from our community on that was how grateful they were that that was how we took a challenging situation and and um, and uh, pivoted. And, and then we also brought forward a launch of a membership program, which I had slated to do in about six months, bearing in mind our annual cycle, and we just decided to do it and said, please give us a couple of weeks to, b- to build it. But we've already got women um, enrolling in that at the moment because what we're really clear about is, Now, what we are expert at is helping women manage their day-to-day life while still stepping up to leadership, managing their emotions, managing fear and guilt and uncertainty and all of that kind of stuff while making a difference in the world. I mean, that's what we've always done. But now more than ever with the situation where we are, where many of us are isolated, many of us are having to find ourselves working from home, many of us in huge states of flux, health issues, losing loved ones it felt so important for us to launch our lower ticket membership so we could provide, you know, basically life coaching and support to women at an incredibly crucial time. So it was just another example of how we've, we're now pivoting and taking our IP that we have and delivering it now through another another mechanism, a membership program, much like you guys do, um, to, to be able to... Uh, to be able to be okay through the crisis and then live the change on the way out the other side, you know, because it will end. But we felt that our community really needed that um, at this time. So I think as entrepreneurs, when you know what your IP is and when you know what what your assets are, then you can be clear in leveraging and pivoting in response to whatever the market requires of you. And, And just knowing that piece is important.
1: Mm. and because we kind of live in this online world and and this this space i guess it's hard to always um, appreciate that there's a lot of people out there who who don't you know understand that this is a way of life this is possible this is achievable and in these kind of times of adversity there'll be so many more people now kind of needing this support and help and this is where the community aspect comes in so important isn't it
0: Absolutely. I think if if there were anyone right now who wanted to take what they know and get an online program launched because that's going to be something that so many people are going to need to be doing right now. You know, people can no longer deliver their Pilates classes. So people can no longer do their yoga classes or meet people for a guitar lesson or any. So many people's livelihoods are going to be dramatically challenged right now. So now more than ever is, but equally, Everybody still wants all that stuff, but they can't go to the gym. They can't go to their Pilates classes. They can't go to their guitar lessons. You know, people are still going to want to stay healthy. People are still going to want to, um, you know, uh, to. I mean, gosh, how to th- things that are there for me right now? How do I, how do I create a veggie patch in my garden that's going to, you know, be to sustain us through the through the summer if things get a bit tight? You know, um, uh, what was that? How to homeschool my ch- kids? You know, if I'm home with my kids. There are people out there who know this stuff, teachers who are not going to be able to go to work to teach. There's going to be, um, you know, uh, gardeners who are not going to be able to go and garden. There's so many. Taking what you know, now is the time, I think, to take what you know and get people educating because right now, and I mean right at this exact window, there's a huge opportunity of probably one to three months where globally a lot of people are going to be looking for things to do online. So if you've got the IP already, for the love of God, do it. And I think step one is, at, I mean, Liz, my medics coach, is a lovely example of this. She's not a marketer. She's not. She didn't really have any knowledge of marketing. She just thought, oh, set up this Facebook group. We doctors who are interesting in coaching and mentoring. So I think a Facebook group that says on the tin exactly what it is, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh um uh, mothers of six year olds who uh, find themselves homeschooling in self isolation you know really specific yeah. then pe- women will join that community um and men probably dads too right people will join that community then teach them, sell them a course and teach them exactly how to do it, you know. There's so much opportunity right now, um, which is not to say there's, that it's not a really challenging time, but all of us are going to have to think like entrepreneurs if we want to continue to provide for, um, provide for our families, you know. It's really, really important that we get resilient, resourceful and see where it, it's less about I think um, harnessing opportunity and more about where have I got value that I can add? Do you know? And all of us need to be able to feel into where our true value is and go. That is the piece that the world needs of who I am right now. And some of us are right going to be right at the beginning of some of the most extraordinary businesses when we can respond to what the world's asking for right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, we're right at the start of a new decade. And whilst it feels like very turbulent times at the moment, if you kind of zoom out, look at a bigger picture over the next 10 years, as you say, right now is an incredible time really um, to be thinking, you know, bigger picture. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. And part of that bigger picture thinking, I think looks like zooming in on you as an individual what you see around you, the questions people are asking and go, what do I know that can help them and get systematic in how you know how to help them? Step one, step two, step three, that's your course. That's your, you know, program or whatever it might be. Um, and there's so many different ways you can then package that.
1: Yeah. And as always, just take that first step, you know, don't sit on the idea for, for months or years. Just take that first step. Doesn't have to be perfect, does it, the first time?
0: No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Oh, my God. If I think back to my first versions of whatever I've sold, you know, they're never perfect. You know, they're never perfect. I mean, one of the ways we packaged up our IP, for instance, at the moment um, are these gorgeous power types because we talk about these women's power types in our work and, and how to access these. And On the back there's all this information Every time I come back to teach them at the moment, I'm like, I wish I could reorganise the order of those dot points, you know. Um, I'd, li- I'd like that bit to go over here and this bit to go over there. So
1: Typical creator, huh?
0: Right, <laughs> exactly. But everybody else in the whole community is like, this is beautiful, you know, they love them. Our coaches, this is another example, right, our coaches buy these wholesale, sell them on to their clients or give them to their clients as part of a coaching package. Um, just another way, you know, that we, we've kind of taken uh, um, our, our IP and, and and packaged it up to be of support to our coaches and their communities. But to me, to my eye, I look at them and go, oh, God, no, you know. But to everyone else, they're like amazing because they are truly. It's just that kind of uh, perfectionist that lives, I think, in, in all of us. You know, I look at some of the first online courses we made in one of many. We've got um, Be Fruitful was the very first one I made, which is Time and Energy Secrets for Busy Women. And I made a course that was specifically designed to help women find another five hours a week to get stuff done. It's an amazing course. Like I love it. And it's the one that we sell at a really reasonable price. It's normally like 247 pounds. We usually do it um, on special at about 147 pounds or something like that. It's a powerful course. But as I look back on it as my first one, I'll often, I'll often go, oh, I'd love to get back to that and tidy it up and fix it up or tighten it here. Every woman who goes through it, Raves about it, loves it. So, I think the lesson there is if you continue to evolve as an entrepreneur, you'll always look at your early stuff and wish you'd done it better. But if you never get started, then you'll never have anything to look back on and wish you could do it better. You'll just have nothing. So, the best thing to do is start with something, be proud of it. And if after six months you're already wishing you could do it better, great. That's normal, natural, and exactly the entrepreneurial cycle.
1: Yeah, and it's essential to get that feedback and just make sure that there is a market, isn't it? So you've got to- (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm a great believer of sell it before you make it because you don't know that anyone's going to buy it until someone actually gives you money for it. So provided you know you can deliver fairly quickly on the back end. I mean, like with our membership program that we launched on the weekend, I don't have it ready yet. I've got time or I've made time. We weren't expecting to do it, but I've made time in this couple of weeks to get everything set up and a great team. I know who can respond quickly, but, um, but you know, sell it. Then, you know, people want it. Now, you know, it's worthwhile creating it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just to pick up on that final point there of time, everyone is so busy. And this is why I think that the program you talked about there, you find the extra five hours a week, that sounds amazing. You know, we're <laughs> going to have to get some details and share that with our, uh, our community, I think. But, um, once you create IP, then that is leveraging time like nothing else right it's like you take mm-hmm. it you create it and then it can sell forever as long yeah, as you want
0: absolutely absolutely and that's one of the one of one of the wonderful things because it's also when you're creating online programs it's not just about selling the program it's also that that brings in your community and then you know you bring in someone who's engaged with your content and they become deeply passionate about your content then you can sell them, you know, higher level programs and products. You know, in our our business, people will often go watch. It's a webinar that we call um, From Frantic to Fruitful. So they watch that for free online. They may or may not buy our Be Fruitful time management program. But either way, they're now in our community and engaging with our stuff. um, And that just goes. That's, you know, that's what we would call evergreen. And those people that do do it, they get introduced to our power types and these higher level distinctions of what we teach. And many of them then end up down the road spending, you know, many many thousands of pounds with us because they love the work and it speaks to them and they get transformation from it. So, I think um, recognizing that you can uh, that that you're also by by having you know online programs, that's not the only way. It's there's a, lots of different ways that you can leverage your IP on the back end.
1: Yeah. I know we've really only scratched the surface on your knowledge around this topic, Joe. So if anyone listening right now, and I'm sure they will be uh, wanting to connect with you online and, and obviously listen and follow to some of the more content that you put out, where's the best place for them to head to?
0: Well, our business is One of Many, so you can just go to oneofmany.co.uk. We have loads of free resources available there that you can um, get some support. If you are uh, a woman and, um, and you're looking to increase the amount of impact that you're having and not burn out, Especially at the moment in these really super uncertain times, you know, we've got loads of great resources there that can be of support, like time management training, our Overwhelmed First Aid Kit. There's a whole bunch of stuff you'll find right there on the website. Um, and probably one of the most uh, supportive places we can help you is if you join our free Facebook group. It's called the B1 Global Community, so B-E-O-N-E, as in B1 Global many um the b1 global community and uh, if you search for that on facebook and just um, click to click to join it's a closed group but um, we will accept you if uh, if you're um, really only turn the lads away sorry christian <laughs> um, but it is a really safe supportive community and right now with things in a huge state of flux the conversations in there are deeply supportive and transformational and we're doing quite a few free webinars and trainings to support people through a challenging time so if that's what you're up to, I'd be really, really happy to help.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely direct people that way. Thank Thanks you so much again for sharing everything today, Joanna. I really appreciate it. Great to catch up with you.
0: You're very welcome. And thank you for uh, guiding my husband in the right direction
1: too. No <laughs> thank you. Okay. So really interesting point there from Joanna, Kevin, and, and that was about how intellectual property is is not just what you know, not just what's in your head that you can teach, but that everyone has their own unique way of delivering that.
2: Yeah, I think she calls it your take on things. And that's really quite important because it's like an opinion, right? So things can be happening at the moment and everyone will have an opinion on that. Some, their take will be fear and reaction. Some will be proactivity and a positive uh, choice. And it's the same with IP. You know, You can hear something, see something, but the way that you dissect it, the way you shape it and reflect it back to an audience who wants to hear it uh, can be uh, very unique. And uh, I think that's a really important point that she makes.
1: Yeah. And we've talked many times about the catalyst. You know, you must understand why you're doing this. And, you know, Joanna emphasized that as well, that, um, you know, you can't just think about, oh, I'm going to write a book or create a course because I want to make some money. You know, that won't be a longstanding, successful path to follow, will it?
2: no you can't build a community just because you want to build it you can only really build a community with a message that people resonate with a real sense of authenticity and behind it there's a powerful reason why that you you you're kind of jumping onto and while we talk about authenticity chris just bear in mind that as we're you know working from home sometimes you'll hear the strange howling of a dog or in my case a strange howling of very large boys, uh, so just don't worry about that. If you hear that, that just goes to show that we're trying to create the message for you, but uh, doing so in interesting times, Chris.
1: Well, and and that's another point, isn't it, about perfectionism and when it comes to people who really have something to contribute and give to the world, but perhaps they just never take that first step. You know, they want it to be just right, and. You know that's not the entrepreneurial mindset. The entrepreneurial mindset is very much you know, just put the first version out, get some feedback, readjust it, and just keep going from there.
2: Yeah, and I think it's interesting that Joanna said, you keep going from there. I think it's a great point you make, Chris, because you know there's a uh, she said, you know, she wished she'd gone back and looked at some of the original courses she created and wish she'd had time to do it better, but she never found the time to do it better because she was constantly giving bigger and better messages to serve her community. So you don't need to go back and, and do stuff. And actually, you know, we talked about the dogs and the kids howling. You don't need to worry about that if you're being authentic. You don't need to worry about that if you're creating movies, you know, where you're you're doing something for purposes of art. We're not doing this for art. We're doing this to, to help people. So I think she was brilliant when she talked about that, and, and it's the same point that Rob Moore made. He, he makes it in a slightly different way, and that's back to twists on your take on things. He said, you know, start now, get better later, or start now, get perfect later, or whatever he said, you know. But, it, but yeah. yeah, but the whole idea is you start now, and your point about taking small steps, and the other thing she made is a point, Chris, I think is critical, um, and, and so critical I'm going to say it twice, that – you don't always know exactly where you're going in terms of the final destination you just have to say a few yeses to some simple things you remember she went from you know being a doctor to doing um the drama course then to something else and then to something else and then to something else and then she worked out that her destiny was really a series of small individual yeses that if she waited uh, till everything aligned you know which is what I see often the beginners in wealth building make that mistake is they they want to know the path to the end and you can't know that. you know you entrepreneurs don't learn theoretically. you learn by doing and the doing is a process that transforms you. you know you change and when you change you have a different take. And when you have a different take, you make a different decision. When you take a different decision, you make a different pathway for yourself. And I think that's that's essence. And you know, she I think she also said it as well that the key outcome of uh, IP, the key outcome we're seeking to help people with, Chris is is, is self transformation. So yes, we want people to transform their wealth. Absolutely, that is a good outcome. But what's as important? is transformation of self. You become a different person. And uh, and I think that's true of anybody who makes it through uh, to financial independence and then onto abundance. And we've seen that with our students who've made that, Chris. They become different people from the people they were at the start.
1: Yeah. It is such an important point because I think anyone that, especially with this world of online and social media, you see a lot of people out there who, you know, really look like, you know, they're having huge success and they've kind of just popped up out of nowhere. And we know that, you know, there is no such thing as overnight success, that the journey can take many many years and and you won't be perfect at the beginning that's absolutely right and um it comes back to that point doesn't it you know always having the right people around you so those mentors ahead of you you can learn from and avoid some of those mistakes and shortcut those mistakes but also not forgetting the people behind you so you're always one step ahead of someone else and you can all share what you've learned with those people behind you as well
2: yeah absolutely true i think she uh she makes a lot of good points, Joe. You know the everyone needs to think like an entrepreneur and add value, and that's that. That's great, isn't it? Adding value to people behind you, adding value to an audience, adding value to your community. You know, and and uh, part of that, adding value means you have to open your mind up. You know, be willing to take in new information, and what better opportunity to take in new information and take some fresh actions is now when you've got more time okay, unfortunate circumstances have been forced upon us, but we can choose that reaction. You know, I challenge that. We can choose that response. Response is proactive. Reaction is, is negative uh, in, in generally and in terms of fear and so forth. So choose the response to learn something new, wherever you get that knowledge from. You know, if it's from the Wealth Builder community, we will, we'll of course, be thrilled. But if you choose to get that knowledge from somewhere else, I mean, there's so much leverage, isn't there, audible and kindle and uh, so many different places you can get knowledge these days so you know tune into something or read a book if if nothing else you know there's so much power in books um just to open your mind and just to to seek something rather than focusing on the headlines right now absolutely
1: and i will link to the um episode 51 with the 11 roys because Return on intellect was ROI number nine. And, and there's a step-by-step process, you know, the, the wheels need to turn. And with that experience, that's often where that intellect is is gained. And then the confidence to be able to share that and, and understand how to package that up effectively to be able to monetize it.
2: Well, Chris, I, I hate to be um, anybody who would openly challenge your thoughts, um, you know, on a podcast, but I think the return on intellect is much earlier than that. Um, I think it hits number three. I think you re- talk about return on IP. So the return on intellectual property is different from the return on intellect. The return on intellect is something where you open your mind at the beginning, and the return on IP is when you've sharpened your knowledge and you've sharpened your value and you've sharpened your message to better to deliver it to an audience. So I'd leave that in, Chris, even though uh, there's a difference between return on intellect and return on IP, and it's important to listen to the 11 ROIs and then you'll see it for yourself.
1: Absolutely. I'll link to that now and, and people can check that out. Okay, good. Um, we've covered a fair amount across intellectual property. And as we said, this is pillar number seven. So we'll be dipping back into a couple of the other pillars. I know we've still got some guests, which we, uh, we'd like to invite back to share some additional thoughts. Um, but of course, we always welcome questions and comments from those of you listening. And you can do that in, in many ways. One of them is inside of our facebook community head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash facebook and the other is of course if you're listening on itunes you can leave a review or head over to wealthtalk.co.uk and leave a review at the bottom of the page there and um you know we're always happy to to hear and and share some of those comments on future episodes
2: well talking about sharing chris my final comment of the day it's normally your line that you use and i thank you for doing it so frequently is tell somebody else about this podcast, just one person. You know, if you like it, if you find yourself tuning in, you're resonating with a message, just tell one person say, hey, I really like this, think you might like it too, let me know. And uh, that way we help us spread the word and, you know, we definitely want to positively impact uh, people. And, you know, not not self serving me, it's not because everybody's going to join the program, they're not. There's so many more thousands of people who listen to the podcast than Will ever engage with us, and that's fine but we hope that one or two people are influenced by some of the ideas we share so please share uh this message with at least one other person every time you hear it just make that decision for yourself to tell one other person about it i'd be very grateful if you would
1: yeah we would appreciate that very much well we hope you've enjoyed listening to the today's episode of wealth talk and i'll uh, catch up with you again real soon see ya
0: We hope you enjoy today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.